tonight is Mama Kay. Hey, everybody. And Jess. You really start having to put me up. I mean, you really got to start having to put me first again. Mm. It, the flow just doesn't work. No, because I was once again surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if all right, I'll, I'll do it one more time. And if you guys are still surprised, then yeah, maybe the new year we'll just go back to the old way. Okay. And tonight we are doing Pig. Pig is a 2021 movie. Oink, oink. That's right, everybody. Uh, it's a 2021 movie. It came out in theaters earlier this year, and now it is available on Hulu. Uh, there is other things that have been coming out for award season, but there are those annoying ones that come out for limited, and they say they're streaming, and they're not streaming, because they're not going to come out till streaming yes. for another three weeks. And it's like, well, I'm not going to send people out to watch a thing that six people can watch like i'm gonna wait till it's available to everybody so anyway this is now available to everybody um i saw this earlier in the year uh had you guys heard or seen anything about it anything negative and negative yeah Yeah. i didn't understand the assignment i watched babe (laughs) it's a very different very different movie babe extremely different tone pig in the city even, uh, yeah, no, different. I, <laughs> no, I did. I never heard of this movie. Didn't know anything about. That's not true. I did see something a while back about a synopsis about it, and I thought a movie about a truffle hunter sounds fun. So that was a, a while back, though. Well, there was a different movie I saw in theaters, or a different preview I saw for a truffle hunting pig movie, and it was for a documentary w- about truffle hunting pigs, not about. Oh. This. That might have been what I saw. So I'm going to go with no. I'm going to, um, yeah, Jess got it right. No and no. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. So if you haven't seen Pig, it is on Hulu now and uh, probably rental other places. But Hulu is the place it's for free. And uh, we are going to spoil it now. So Robin Rob Feld is a former Portland-based chef. And he is now a reclusive truff, uh, truffle forager. He's pretty gross. He lives in the woods by himself with this pig. Pretty gross really is good... putting it like lightly. Yes, yeah. I I figured within the first time, as you guys are going to be like, he is the grossest looking dude. He, he wears a burlap sack, basically, and he looks like he shits himself and his sweat is stained everywhere. Uh, but he looks, he makes this like really nice looking food, you know, and he finds truffles, which are very coveted in the culinary world. And I guess he has some of the best stuff. Uh, he sells his truffles to Amir, who is this young and uh, inexperienced supplier of uh, like high-end luxury uh, ingredients for restaurants. Uh, and one night, Rob is assaulted by unidentified assailants, and they steal his pig. And that's that's terrible because his pig's this little guy who runs around. He's his only friend. Um, so he reaches out to Amir uh, because Amir is from the city, and he has current connections. And uh, he helps him locate this like group of addicts in the woods, and it all leads them back to the city. And he has to confront like his past as a big chef and what happened to him. Uh, and the kid has to confront things with his dad, who is an even bigger deal in the city. Uh, and it's got all kinds of messages and themes and stuff in it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is enough to start. Mama Kay, would you think a pig? Wow. Well, so I really... I thought this was going to turn into a 
a Nicolas Cage uh, event. Like, we'll have something innocuous happening in the bit happen in the beginning that makes him mad, and then he's gonna go ape shit on everything that he runs into. And well, why would you think that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just something that, that, that never happened, especially in like I don't know the last twenty years or so. It hasn't happened. Um, before that, maybe I wouldn't have had that expectation. Um, but it's, uh, that's, that's not what happens. I mean, it sort of is, but he has no, uh, there's, he has no power or energy to become that person. So that's not, that's not what happens. Um, he sort of uses his brain. He, I mean, he kind of only uses a mirror because he has a car because yeah, he wanted to go do it himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 He wanted to go do it himself, but his piece of shit truck that he probably hasn't started in 15 years, you know, didn't work. So, um, yeah, um, I, this movie was slow and I thought it probably, I, I was glad it was only an hour and a half cause I thought it could have been cut a little more, but apparently there was a, an original version that had an extra hour on it oh and exactly. Yeah, I think been... 90, 90 minutes was the right choice for this. No, I don't yeah. think two and a half hours was necessary. Uh, what else would you say? I mean, I think we covered all the highlights. He did a lot of stuff in that in that short period of time. Um, yeah, I I had a hard time a little bit getting past. I don't mind the big raggedy coat, and I don't even mind the fact that he's going all over Portland with a bloody face, and not really many people seem to care. And then when they do, they're sort of like, "Do you need a band aid?" I mean, that was like the <laughs> that's sort of what people were saying to him. Um, I don't know. But, when you live in the city, and especially if it's a city with homelessness, yeah, it, it, it yeah, kind of blends in with you. You're eating Eurydice, I guess it was, is, is like, look like a five star restaurant. Like, I don't think that, that wasn't, you know, people are deconstructing food and serving to somebody that looks like that is not going to be welcome. There's no, I mean, the smell of him, I smelled him from my couch. So, uh, the, the thing that I didn't like the most about how he was dressed was his, uh, sweat stained shirt that was really bothersome to me that told me all i needed to know um mm -hmm. yeah the movie's full of themes it's it's about a pig it's not really about a pig so it's okay i think it would actually do better on a second watch so you probably had a second watch i'm interested to see how you felt about that jess what what, what are your yeah jess go ahead what did you think of this <laughs> So I think you guys are going to be surprised by my reaction, but I thought it was a masterpiece. I loved it. A masterpiece. Yeah, oh, I damn thought it, it was Jeff. so good. I I loved every second of it. I don't know why, but I was so sucked into this movie. It was the perfect length. An hour would have been way too long. I didn't know that a lot of stuff got cut. It was a perfect length. It was just I don't know. I I liked this movie a lot, and. I texted Karen and I told her like Pig was a masterpiece and she was like, wow, I heard it was like weird. And I was like, I don't know. It wasn't weird like a lot of other weird shit we watched. I don't know if weird is the right word to use. I guess there's different like levels of weird, but I don't know yeah. what it was about this, but I loved it. I um... I think it was, an, I think it would could pull you in. I mean, it's certainly, an, uh, you know, a, an interesting way to tell the story. So I think. I think it was like, like just enough weirdness where it wasn't too obscure and you didn't have to pull for things, but it, it had yeah. enough sustenance where you still knew what was going on and it wasn't really too far left field. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's like it and it's looks like it's going to be like a revenge movie at the beginning and there's very little there's like one or two scenes of outbursts of violence but they're like I said it's not Nick Cage going around shooting a bunch of people up like you'd think like a John Wick movie is. It's uh it's all very subtle and quiet. Um and I I saw this yeah when it first came out and I think I like wept like crazy at the end the, the this movie like real crazy hard because it was just me in a theater with two other guys who I think were there <laughs> expecting the revenge movie so I had to stifle oh, my tears because okay. I was going and expecting kind of what I got because I knew I knew about it but like these two other guys who were both also there alone and like I could see like the glow of the screen from their phone within the first ten minutes they were just like yeah this is not what I was signed up for. And so I was like, oh my god, it's dead silent. I had to stifle my tears because this is killing me. Um, I wanted to hear yeah. that there were three men weeping in the theater is what I wanted to hear. <laughs> no, they did not give a fuck okay. about this movie. And I okay. gave many fucks about this you movie. You all just made like uh, a yeah. pig brotherhood for that movie. Yeah. I- <laughs> exactly, they broed out. No, we did not bond. They left. The- I-, I left the theater quickly knowing... <laughs> That I still had tears in my face. Um, so, the, I, I, yeah, going in, this was, like, in contention for the end of year list. And uh, it remains there because this is, yeah, this is really, I, I love, I love Pig. Um, there's a couple of scenes in here that, like, blow me away. Especially the, uh, what's, your, what's the name of the uh, restaurant? Eurydice? Eurydice, the, the, yeah. Yeah, that's. That's my favorite scene, I think. I was about, when you were like, when I talked more into it, I was going to be like, that was the perfect, like, enveloping scene. Yeah. With that, like, the sweaty chef who used to work for him and he gave up on his dream. Oh, it's so good. It's so so slowly and carefully written. Like, oh, it's, it's, I love the writing in that scene. And that guy's performance. The thing I like about that scene, too, is, like, he gave up on his dream. Most people give up on a dream of being, like, you know, a massive superstar working at a Michelin star restaurant. He gave up his dream of owning a pub. <laughs> right. You know? he, like, yeah, I thought they, they were going to do a different, like, kind of, I don't know, some a gravitating cuisine or something that's a little unique or something that he, like, what do you call his own, not just, like, a pub. Although we did have a signature right. dish, which I guess was his own, but something a little more unique. And yeah. uh, that's I love it. The what did they? I think the line is something like, "We take the familiar ingredients and make them feel foreign," and that's just such yeah. a good, like, pretentious thing that sounds like you're <laughs> like that doesn't sound good. Like I don't want, I don't want like food that I. I know we take something you know and like make it bad. <laughs> well, we've all been someplace where you're like, uh, "This is toast." Like, I don't care yeah, what you it, call it on the menu, but. This is toast. Yeah, it wasn't it just a couple of quail eggs with smoke, like with like, yeah. like smoke from uh, the, I mean, the local fun. furs. It, r- ridiculous, and everyone's all plasticky in there, and it makes it look all sad. And then later on, when he cooks, uh, I think it's like a pigeon dish, like I think it's a squab dish. It looks like yeah, um, and. The then when they show his cooking ver- like even in the beginning when they show his cooking of the little like quiche thing like it's always like with all this like care and then whenever we see other people shit it's just like, it's like yeah it's the authenticity that's in that's in short supply um, well and he trades out his he trades out his um his truffles for just like food ingredients it looks like because i mean he just right that's why i think amir puts at, up so. with his shit because he's probably getting these super valuable truffles oh, for yeah 
canned goods because that's all Cans that Rob beans. wants. Yeah. Um, there's the weird, the scene that, uh, this, so this has got like pretty universal claim. It's in the high 90s for critical and even the audience scores in the 80s. So I guess those two guys who were in the theater with me that one time did not vote um, or they were the minority. <laughs> uh, but what did we think, the one scene that's like people are, are on the fence about still is the fight club underground oh, yeah. Portland scene. So I want to know what you guys thought. I actually about that forgot one. about that one. They could have left that out, but I guess they needed that to like rug him up a little bit more. Just so he just, the whole movie just, he looks just so barbaric. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I was reading up stuff. There's like the, the big rules of putting scenes in movies and people thinking, finding them out of places. Does it move the plot forward and does it move the themes forward? And then third, like kind of like behind those two is the feasibility within the world. And that's the part that's the hardest part. But there's enough like real world stuff in here. I don't know. Okay. Would you think of that scene? It was a sore thumb or were you, did that not bother you? Yeah, like, now that you brought it up, I thought it was, it didn't do anything with the plot. Maybe there was more to it that got cut from, like, that hour. He had but to I get think the he clue from the fight. guy. But, I mean, I didn't need, if we had more explanation, it would have been too much. I think we spent just enough time. Yeah, and I think that could have been cut entirely, and he could have gotten in a fight with, like, those drug addicts or whoever they were that like took his pig in the first place because that mm. i think was more warranted for violence than this random shindig <laughs> <laughs> well i think i mean as much as i didn't i didn't like that scene compared to the other scenes because i do think there might have been a different way to do it but i mean it really did move things along it sort of solidified you know amir was getting ready to be out and it mm-hmm. it solidified their relationship and then he had already gone to that the guy who runs the restaurant workers fight club um and asked for information and that guy knew he had one on him and was like no i'm not going to give you anything and then the only way he knew the only way he was going to get that was to go underground and and do that it's hokey the way that they had to get there because all those other people also had to smash through walls to get to the fight club. I mean, there wasn't a better. They way might have to had an there. updated path. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, I know uh, something about this. You know, that turned a little Nicolas Cage for me, actually, and it took me out of the movie <laughs> a little bit because it turned into the little. I know the secret of the blah blah blah, blah and watch it's going to be a glowing national treasure coming out of nowhere. <laughs> so um, that's yeah. I I didn't think he needed. Um, a situation to make him look worse because I think he looked pretty bad even before that. So um, I like I, but he had to go and prove his. I don't yeah, know, he had to go and or, like return his to his name or whatever. And I like yeah. that. It's, and it's uh, so it's based off like on, uh, this is a real kind of place in Portland. They do have like mm-hmm. a city that's half underground that they built on top of that's like old. So they do actually have old abandoned buildings just like under the streets, which is very creepy and weird. And I think Seattle does too. Yeah, Seattle does. I think we did a movie earlier this year where they did something with that. That was a horror movie. I can't remember what it was. It was the one you didn't watch, or you watched half of and you quit. Uh, it was a fucking malignant. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even remember what that's called. Let's move on. Malignant, it's a fine movie. <laughs> uh, it's terrible, but it's fun. Um, but uh, I, I then it, it's very um, like kind of fight clubby under here, where it's just like these like guys who are all like well known chefs and they like put their names up and then. You, you bid to beat the shit out of each other and it, it's, at first it's like seems so foreign and then i'm like I, I saw another movie where like chefs beat the shit out of each other on like their breaks <laughs> and shit like there's some sort of crazy like 
competitive what? masculinity going on here that happens in in these things. I, I don't fully understand, but I guess I guess people just like to really beat the shit out of each other on their breaks because um, they have problems. Uh, but yeah, this this passed my radar more than some people. I just I need to know what you guys thought of this one because it was. The scene that stuck out to people the most. Um, so, what'd you guys think yeah. of the? There's the, the two leads. There's basically two leads. What'd you guys think of Nick Cage performance and uh, the kid from the Naked Brothers band? <laughs> oh, is that the oldest brother? I don't know which one he was, but that's what he was before. He's he's in stuff now. He was in Hereditary. <laughs> he was in Old earlier this year. The one that Nicole and I watched oh, drunk yeah. and recorded. Oh, uh, man, that's funny. Um. Yeah, I don't know that guy from anywhere. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird buddy movie. So uh, they we needed to have somebody to have him play off of because they're you know his he didn't have a whole lot to say, and we wouldn't have gotten a whole lot out of him. Uh, this is, I think, probably Nick Cage's best performance since leaving Las Vegas, and that was what like thirty years ago, almost yeah, twenty five. Like yeah close to 30 years ago um and you know he gets he gets a bad rap i give him a bad rap um i love him in the national treasure movies but he does a lot of of really shitty stuff so this was you know i watch it all (laughs) i know you do i know you do this is probably like my 50th nick cage movie (laughs) i I watch everything he's in i don't are you a fan or do you just have a goal i'm not sure I I love him. I think he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite actors, even when he's terrible. I think he's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, he did. He pulled this off pretty well. I think that he's at a point in his uh, age life that um, he would pull off this kind of uh, character really well. Um, I got directly away that he had a relationship with this pig, not in a weird way, because. Um, I did laugh out loud. I didn't they... fuck my pig. Yeah, I laughed. I laughed out loud where it was where when he said that because I was just like, I like that he had to clarify that because I think people were like, you know, it, it, we're not sure about you. So it was um... a good comedy too. He, the guy who was like listing off all these things, and then at the end, he yeah, said, oh, I, that's the only one he had to clarify. <laughs> right, everything else was f- perfect. Yeah. I don't care what you think about me, but I don't do that. So. Um, we didn't talk about the pig either. I mean, he looked like a little wolf pig. He was very cute. But um yeah, I I I don't know. I think they both they both did really well. And Adam Arkin, he comes in at the end as the yeah. dad and um that was great. One of the I don't know, I don't know what I was gonna say. He but I don't know. It was it was a Nick Cage movie. It really everybody else was ancillary to it, and I don't know that changing out any of those people with other actors would have made it would have made a difference. So, yeah. See, everything else I've seen, the kid Alex Wolfen, he, I think he sucks. Like, some people think he's good. Oh. And, like, I thought he's, I think he's usually terrible. And I think he's really good in here. Like, I think his, he fits this character really well. Maybe it's just because I don't, I don't like the character. He's also in the, those fucking new Jumanji movies. Like, he's just, everything, oh, he I, I don't, I don't love Hereditary. And I think he's bad and old. So, like, I just haven't seen him in anything where I was like, yeah, that guy. I think he's good, mm-hmm. but like this is the only thing I could think of, and I think he's actually really solid in here. Um, That's a pretty easy character to play, though. I mean, I, I don't want to downplay acting, but 
you he's know, got a he couple scenes that- where he's but either by himself or has to carry the scene. And I think he's good there. Like when he's hyping himself up in the mirror, he's like, "That's like the only one scene he's by himself is when he's hyping himself in the mirror." I feel like I could have done that scene. That's not a really impressive. Scene. Oh, he's hyping himself. Yeah. Up the, he has to do the scene where the he visits the mom who's comatose. Uh, he has a couple scenes where it's just him and his dad for a few for a few moments. He has he has a couple of things he has to do that's that's not with giant dirty Nick Cage standing next to him. <laughs> I feel like he's there. So anyway, I don't know. I have to say, like, yeah, I think he was just really dismissive. Like when you said like the two big leads, I really didn't even think of him as a lead because I feel like yeah. he was just so he could have been replaced by somebody else. I don't think he did exceptionally well. I think he just did like average. So I, I think I could have been blown away if he had a stronger performer for his role. Um, so I don't know. I would have really I lowered expectations because I knew I didn't think he was a good actor. And I thought, oh, this is the best thing I've seen him in before. Um, well, and I think just talking about him. like the best thing. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It, I'm, I'm thinking more things about it is that I think Jess is right is that it could have been anyone too because – I didn't get that, uh, like, animosity off of him from how his dad is not, you know, his champion or whatever and doesn't really think of him as being, um, you know, worthy of you know, only a desk job in his company, not actually going out and, you know, busting ass and doing the things that he's doing. So I didn't get, I didn't feel like he, I felt like he was a little too Pollyanna-ish um, and maybe not as gritty as you would have to be. I mean, he's been treated like that by his dad his whole life. So I feel like he'd be a little more reticent and maybe have a little more, you know, grit to his personality than he does. We get the idea that he's like, like, there should be like an underlying reason why his dad kind of hates him so much. Like, does his dad blame him for his mom committing suicide? If they went down that route, I think that would have brought more character out of him or something. I think the dad um, is just like a workaholic, kind of cold, doesn't really think about him like at all. Yeah, but it still feels like it, it's so personal. There's got to be like some one thing that when like he thinks of his son, he thinks of him as like a loser or yeah. unsuccessful because of this. Yeah, I don't know if there was maybe something. Maybe we missed something. Well, I don't know if there, or maybe it was cut in the two and a half hour version. Uh, I, I don't know what in the past would have made him. I, I just thought he was just like a, like a neglectful workaholic. Like, like I, I'm rich dad. I don't care about you. And that's why the scene at the end, that's why the, he talks about the memory of the one night that they had the one meal and it was really awesome. And it was at his restaurant. And then they, mm-hmm. that's what they make for him at the end to get through his icy exterior. Because, again, even at, even to the end, you're like, uh, is he going to just snap and go crazy in the cage? Or, and it never does. It always <laughs> takes the, the higher road, I guess you could say. Because at one point he confronts he confronts the dad, Darius, and he's like, I'll give you all this money for your pig. I'm really, like, you're, the pig's mine. Like, you can't have him back. I'll get you some other one, but you, you can't have this one. And that's right. not good enough because uh, he loves her. I like that. Doesn't fuck her, but he loves her. Um, like, like a good <laughs> pet or companion. Because um, she's a substitute for his wife. For his wife, right, which we haven't yeah. really really said. He, he visits his old house at one point with the little kid sitting on the porch talking about the tree in the backyard. Nice little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then the last little third is him and uh, Amir gathering the ingredients. There's another scene where he's behind. Amir has to go and get the wine from the the place where the cemetery but it's like the indoor one with the with the walls what is that called is that called mausoleum mausoleum i didn't understand that what happened there there's a there's a wine cellar at the mausoleum 
I think, well, it sounds like Robin, when he was, oh, like, in the scene 15 years ago or whatever, made, like, real close friends with, like, 10 people. And those were, like, all his different people. And right. so they were, they became very close. And I guess that that's his part. Like, the girl who runs the bakery now, that used to be the restaurant. Right. And I guess the girl who was in the diner who died 10 years ago, who we never got to see because she, she was Marge. like, look, he, yeah, Marge. She was looking for Marge. <laughs> so I think he's got yeah. like these specials. And the guy, and the weird gross guy who now runs the fight club who gives you information if you bring him cheese curds. Like he's just, he's got <laughs> At like first all these. I old... thought that was his brother. No, I, don't, I think that oh, was. Oh, like, interesting. That'd be interesting if it was. We don't and know I, that it's I, not his brother, do we? No. no, they don't say whether or not. But like, I just like that he's got like he's got like five people he used to know, and like they all kind of, some are around, some aren't. But like, that's what I got from like them is like uh, he's you know he had his special connections with certain people, maybe not the authentic yeah. people. Um, but just having but, a wine cellar in a mausoleum is not something I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah, so. the logistics are, are odd, but you know, there's that's yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, it's Portland. Keep Portland weird. That's yeah, right. That's, that's that's the phrasing. Um, so they get they go back to Darius's house. I guess unbeknownst to him, because I don't know his big house or he wasn't home. Uh, and they cook uh, his meal that he had with his wife the night that uh, Amir remembers them having the best night, and they were very happy and they had nice wine and it's their favorite meal ever. And, uh, and so they cook it for him. Um, he, he's showing like Amir how to cook it, so it's like a nice little like surrogate father moment. Um, and then Darius is like a couple bites, sip of wine. And he like breaks down in tears. He freaks out at Rob's telling him to get out. Like, you gotta get out of here. And Rob's like, I remember all the, every meal I ever made. And that all goes <laughs> on this whole big thing. And then we and find out thing. the heart, we find out the heartbreaking part that the stupid fucking junkies from the beginning that couldn't. They were sent to catch catch the pig. They were too rough with the with rough with her, and and the pig has been dead this whole time. And that is it. He breaks down. Obviously, doesn't just pain. No freaking out, attacking anybody. Just it just hurts, and it's just sad. <laughs> and even the even the bad guy has been broken down to this point. And it's very that scene when I saw it in the theaters first time. I was. Stifling those tears so the two other guys wouldn't look up from their phones and laugh at me because I was oh my God. very, nice. very emotionally moved. This time, too. It's a little different when you're watching it at home. I think when you're on the big screen, you're you're completely locked in and there's like nowhere yeah. else to turn. It's a little different. Um, but so Amir drives Rob back uh, to the, that diner that was near the, the forest uh, where his home is. And uh, despite how kind of careless Amir has been and Rob was kind of mad at him at one point for, you know, his father being the one and obviously they don't have the relationship so it wasn't his fault exactly but uh, he decides to resume his partnership with him. He returns to his forest home. Uh, <laughs> this says he washes and I'm like, he doesn't wash. Maybe he splashes some water on. Um, and he returns to his cabin to play a tape uh, that uh, his dead wife, Lori, recorded uh, of herself singing uh, "I'm on Fire" by the Boss, Preach Um yeah. and that's that's how we end. Is him uh, the the end of his 15 year mourning period? Finally, trying to move on, perhaps. Um, so, uh, you get what you guys think of this ending here? Before we wrap this one up, um, I thought it was an excellent way to end, and in the end, it kind of shows like. Um, just a camera view of his entire house and you can see like how he was a chef because he had 
all the supplies organized and all of his like pots and pans there. Um, and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but the entire, well, especially towards the end, I wanted to see at least a small glimpse of what he was like when he was like a chef in the city yeah. with like a wife. Yeah, like the whole time I was nice. like, I just want to see a picture or like a magazine cut out or just one little thing of what he actually looked like when he was like happy and thriving um, with his career. But obviously they, they left that so well that you're just only left to imagine what it was like or... Um, and maybe they showed that like in the clip that got uh, that didn't make it, but that's what I would like wanted to know so bad, like when it ended. It might even be um, better in our imagination because then you can kind of like put it. Yeah, to I know. I, I think it him. is, but yeah. it's like I still want to know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was I was feeling the same way. Like this whole um, sometimes when there's movies where you have to fill in the blanks, it's annoying, and. This, there are things that I wanted. I wanted to know more about Lori. I wanted to know, uh, you know, like how, how, how did the devolution happen of, you know, his, his life and what happened to her? I don't, we don't even know what happened to her, right? She just, I didn't even know she, if she died, if they got divorced. I had no idea what happened. Um, well, we find out she's dead. So I'm, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah, how she died, but I, I get the idea it was some sort of, Illness, when did we perhaps. find out she's dead? When they go to the when he when oh, he goes to get the wine the, from the mausoleum. Her ashes are there. Yeah, but listen, I didn't even see that. I was just like, I didn't honestly. I was like, I don't. Why would you store wine in a mausoleum? The old lady said they they pass by her little mark, and you can see there's one name and there's a missing name. And he said, she said like something like, uh, I, I, he doesn't know I'm saving the other half for him or whatever she said. They were very clearly. Still oh together. yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. but I just wasn't. I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying attention enough to like really. Yeah. Okay. She's well. Look, I'm fine. Who are with you? That. The other so You're the one who's supposed to pick up <laughs> <on> these things. <laughs> Sorry, I w- I did. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep during the crying part at the end where he was having a, a breakdown. I, so when I swear talking to God. About it, I swear to God. I that might. is unacceptable. <laughs> that is so unacceptable. <laughs> it was late. I had to sit there, Spider Man. Um. So. Um, going back to what were you talking about the things that were left out i think if this whatever if this were an hour longer like it should have been that whoever edited this movie is the one who deserves a bunch of kudos because i think they left (laughs) they cut out a bunch of stuff that probably would have explained a lot of things that i don't need an explanation for so um i that's a good way to put it yeah i think it's i think it's important to note that that that's like a really that's actually a triumph for this movie is that 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 editing of that hour probably saved this movie and and are keeping people you know as hype on it as they are um um, there's this scene that i really like the the scene that i really like is when he goes back to his house and he's on the porch talking to the little boy it's so like um you would want your kid to not want to sit there talking to this dude like you know i don't i don't know I'm, i know it's you don't portland want this guy and, come you know. up to your house sit on the porch talking to your yeah, well like i just think probably when a kid doesn't like true. run away with like a scary looking man like well, that's he probably I'm... smells horrible he's <laughs> scary and like the kid's just like hey what's up well that's <laughs> what i'm wondering and then i trust think... adults that's the rule i don't know <laughs> And also quirky movie kids, because he's sitting back by himself. He doesn't, he's not looking at a phone. He's not playing a, you know, a handheld game. He's, you know, 
this little instrument that's really interesting and that's what he's dealing with and i'm like that's the perfect kid that would not call his mom or run away or that's the perfect kid that would just sit and have a conversation um with this man and I love how he's explaining like the persimmon tree and what a persimmon is. And, you know, I'm sure the kids all like, but he's good. That kid's going to take that in. You know what I mean? You know, that kid's going to like take that information in. Um, yeah, I, I I'm probably gonna have to watch this movie again, honestly, because I really liked it. I did want a little more truffle hunting. I'm not going to lie. I love truffles, everything about them. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah, the pig and the truffle hunting is actually is is cut fairly short in comparison to the the journey through the city in the old context. That's that's the yeah the bulk. Well, I, I mean, I get the movie's more... not about truffle hunting, but yeah. no, I know I didn't. I don't even think he cooks with truffles. I think they even said at one point that that would have been too uh, rote if they had had okay. him actually use like I use truffles in every dish. Like, all right, that's that's too much. Yeah, we can't do that. I like how they had it separated two in the three parts and that they had each part have like a little lanyap recipe like associated with it you know like mm-hmm. it was cool yeah they had the three act it was cut into the three acts uh this is michael saranowski is the director and writer of this, this is his first movie so um and then if wow. he is, the well editor done. is brett bachman i don't know if he go get him one. brett I don't know if he was the one who chose to cut it down. I'm sure it sounds, it sounds like uh, uh, Saranowski kind of had his hands throughout the whole thing. Like, this is his baby. So makes sense. It has a million producers, too. I guess everyone believed in this movie. So uh, we are at the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole, uh, Nicole. There's no Nicole in this episode. Uh, Jess, no would, you recommend, would you recommend Pig? Yes. And in fact, I did. I texted Karen and said it was <laughs> brilliant. So she's probably going to watch it next. Um, but I was, I'm glad I watched this movie. I feel like it's been a minute since I watched one that immediately afterwards, I was like, should I d- watch it again? I that yeah. rarely happens. Yeah, that happens, happens to you very me, rarely. So. <laughs> very Yeah, rarely. thank you for this choice. I came in just in time Aww. for end of year and draft show because you, I'm sure you were scrambling to think of things you saw. Uh, <laughs> that I'll you liked. A, yeah, I'll send out a list later. You can comb through. Uh, Mama K, you going to recommend Pig? <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's remind people that Karen is, this is the Karen friend of the show, Karen. So we just want to be clear that. Yes, the one who was on the show Karen. and is the one that makes, yeah. helps Jess uh, watch movies. Yeah. Um. Helps, helps <laughs> Jess. Like she's, like she's like gone to a place and they're like, we're assigning Karen to you. Well, if, if, so. if, if, if Karen says something, if I, if I say something and Karen says something, then she knows that it's good. All right, fine. Okay. I'll watch this. You know, it's, it's, uh, it helps. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to recommend it to people. Uh, she's, a, she's a taste maker um yeah pig <laughs> is in could be coming up in a couple weeks when we do end of year stuff because i i really love this um and i i love all of the cage shouty roles i love everything he does he's got another one coming out next year called uh the unbearable weight of massive talent so i don't know who's going to be on the show with me for that one but that's uh he plays a version of himself, and then a guy hires him to recreate all his biggest moments from his like most popular movies, and so that's going to be hilarious. I am. Oh my god! I couldn't. That was supposed to come out this year, and I'm like, I've been, I've been tracking it, and I've, uh, the trailer just came out, and I couldn't be more excited. So, who's going to be the lucky, <laughs> the lucky two to sit down with me on that one? Um, it's going to so be we, me. It's going to be me. Yeah, because oh. yeah, because. 
Yes. Uh, so three yes. recommends for Pig, available on Hulu and probably to rent other places. So that is yeah. Pig. We've got, uh, actually, I think the Spider-Man review would have come out by the time you're hearing this one. Uh, so we've got a couple of like streaming ones to wrap up the end of the year and a couple more episodes before our top five show. But I think the draft show is coming up before the end of the year, so... Uh, I'll remind people on that. I gotta post some updates on Instagram to churn it up because I have been neglecting Instagram. It's been busier, but uh, it's gonna. The tournament will be back on there. I'll explain that more in the next week or so when the tournament comes <laughs> out. In the meantime, if you have things to recommend to us, we will get to them in the new year. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thanks for being on Pig, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.